Test this out right here. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty awesome. I'm enjoying it. You test it out, Mark. Let's see how it goes. One, two, three. Okay, that works. We're seeing some stuff. I have to it might be a little loud. Let me turn it up a little bit. That way we can talk in our regular voices and still be able to catch some really good. I don't have copyright for that music, so I can't listen to it. It's pretty cool. Mark, what's up? Hey? What have you been up to? Let's see. <laughs> I'm trying to rethink like the past three months ago. Um, the major thing was going to New York and uh, going up there for uh, art gallery for Rex Hausman. And uh, we took his gallery that's in, at the Sheen Center and we augmented all the canvases to do AR effects and it works inside Facebook and Instagram so people were just able to <coughs> go to the website, click the image of whatever the painting was and then it, it linked them to Facebook and Instagram and it opened up their camera and then it just started that the VR AR effect when you just look at it. Uh, I saw that. And then uh, after that it's just been like getting new clients and then uh, like specifically doing the CG stuff, so using like uh, the game engine immunity for uh, commercials basically. It's pretty nice looking commercials for photo magazine. And uh, it's just mainly the type of content people want right now and what people are needing. So like, uh, we're mainly our clients like, they pay us for strategy, like just what can we do? What content do we even need to create to to rank or to, to have brand, basically? And then they constantly need this content. It's you can't you don't just make it once. Like yeah, mainly like you do a photo or video shoot for when you're making a website for a client because they need a bunch of content for just that's just standing for services for bow for the team or whatever they just need photos and videos for all of that then there's the what are you going to do for the next five years like type of content and that's what they hire so the reason why you even need content for the five years is that content dominates it's how you create the brand and it's how you i guess like through search engines do your rank yeah like, I don't mainly, I don't do that part, but a lot of the create the content we create is backed by a strategy on like what you do for to get to the first page of the like backed by SEO campaigns. That's yeah. the content, and then 
you just produce massive amounts of that because in order to rank for whatever keyword you want to rank for, you produce that exact content. So if you want to rank for trucks or moving or anything like that, you can make, you can take a photo of a truck, you could try to produce a video of a fleet of trucks, or you could make a CG scene that's going to take less time and less money and, and make trucks and make a photorealistic scene and produce content for that website or for your Facebook page or for your Instagram page. And then you can take it as far as making custom filters for Snapchat and for Instagram for Facebook. That's actually super cool. I have a, um, this project for members, you know. Let's have a member in Houston. I'm gonna shout her out right now. Uh, Dr. Esther Amago. Uh, and she does, she has a physical therapy um, place. And she, so, you guys do marketing, right? I love marketing. I specifically tell, I try to tell most Project 4 clients that like, you know, this isn't like a marketing service. Our service is $20 a month. So what I attempt to provide is just like support. So that's what it is more than anything else. Our basic, we do other stuff too, but our basic thing is like a support package for the members and stuff like that. So we go on the phone. And we do like little things and I outsource it, whatever, you know, just to uh, thing. And of course, there's the media stream. But her main thing, you know, a lot of people will treat us immediately like we're like their full ad agency, which is something I'm learning to like have to like explain out a little bit. It's like this is not like if you were getting a full ad agency, you would be paying. Yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway, so with her though, she is her number one thing with me is always like, how do I get to the front page of Google? And interestingly, I've said a lot of a little bit what you said. I mean, there's SEO. One, it just takes time if you have a unique name. You can get to the top like just naturally. But if you're trying to speed that up, I'm like. I, I if you're speeding that up, it's gonna. Yeah. Even if you're speeding that up, so like, so I guess the the analogy of comparison is, so our clients pay us like three to five k a month, and like they're still barely gonna get there. That's that's the scale of this. That's how much content you need and how much strategy you need. Is like you can't even do it by yourself, and not like if you are doing it by yourself, it's probably gonna take maybe ten years. And that's if you're probably doing it right. Yeah. And, and if you're doing if you're doing it right, then it takes three to five years if you're brand new. Yeah. And if you're already existing, then that's a whole lot more easier. Yeah. But. And I'm sure it depends on the keyword. I'm not gonna hate on our doctor. I, swear, I love you. Okay. You're my favorite. I can't say this. You're my favorite member of all the Project Board members. You're you're the best uh, right now. I love you. Um, but. Um, yeah, so, but she, I mean, she, and I'm sure it depends on the, the, the key term, yeah, right, you know, what you're going to be ranking for, um, but one thing I did tell her, her, her name is kind of unique, but unfortunately, the name of her business is the Pelvic Place Physical Therapy, so while that's unique, you know, place, physical therapy, all those things are terms that are being searched by everyone, so she's having trouble getting her business to rank, and what I told her really was, there's going to be a couple different strategies, but the easiest one for free would be for you to write at least, because I know you're not going to be able to do it once a day, write one blog post a week on your blog, and you'll get this. You're like, I don't have time for that, which I understand. That's it. I love you. 
And so I'm trying to think for most people, that's what I'm talking about right now, and you know, after whoever listens to the podcast and stuff like that, they can, they can kind of like grab a little bit of it. What is, would you say, the easiest free strategy? If someone didn't want to pay any money, they just, they have a website, they have a blog, what would you say? I'm curious, what was the easiest strategy to rank um, for your own website name and for related keywords? Uh, I guess the easiest way would just be, I mean, it depends on what you want to focus your time on. Like, in this day and age, you have to have everything. You have to have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, fucking YouTube, uh, the website. Literally anything that's a listing where you can place content on, you need to have it. And you kind of place all of your content on it. So where your website, your website, you can translate it to an Instagram page. You can check, take all the videos from the website, cut them down to 15, 30 seconds, and you put it on the Instagram page, add highlight reels. Uh, do the same thing for your Facebook, Twitter, and every other page. But if um, that helps verify that you're an existing entity to, to Google at least. Um, for regular search engines, you need to have hundreds of pages for your website filled with the keywords that you want to rank for, including the blog posts. So it's, you can go ahead and at least do something rather than just nothing. Like, there's there's so much content you could be producing if like you're not writing, then maybe you could do audio, like a podcast stuff at least, or maybe take some images here and there, or just have like a, like a camera in the background just recording your daily work and like maybe you can explain what you're even doing, what the process is yeah. of how you work rather than just trying to be a brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's a, there's a I get it, I get it. Thank you so much. So that wasn't even that wasn't even really us on the event. I just wanted to provide maximum value. Yes, that that was like thirty minutes of the most important stuff in the world to anyone trying to do their own brand like that, that's super cool and that was that was a hidden gem that's what we call an easter egg well you know what easter eggs are because you do video games and stuff which is actually why i invited you here today because this event um i created um because i created another event um, and then this one kind of came up so i started with the creator awards uh, and this is the creator awards is that still recording i don't want to do my my big open okay this is the Creator Wars 2019 first uh, Creator Games, sorry, first annual Creator Games. The Creator Awards were around for three years. We did that. We, we did the third one this year in January. It was super awesome. Like, I love keep getting better. Awards are really great, you know. I know you guys think a lot about marketing strategies, and, like, I do the same thing in my niche. I'm like, oh, it's really cool when you provide value for people. You know, and what's better than valuing people? So um, the award show is a way for me to take that to another level. And as far as networking, it's great. And so I wanted to do the creative games and that to be centered around, uh, you know, as we keep going year after year. Because what I realized too, when you get into something, expect to do it for minimum five years. If you're starting a brand, the, so the start date is five years from when you're starting. The first five years, unless you've had almost an identical company, is like just research and like getting your, your name in the ground somewhere. Like you might have clients because you're lucky, but um, it takes a long time. So, um, yeah. Uh, Creator Games 2019. This is, this is Mark Solis, you guys. Um, he did a little pre podcast with me. We were just chatting. 
and literally it was some of the most valuable stuff ever. Shout out to Dabtro Creations um, for capturing this, and it's also on my podcast. Can you excuse? Those are the Dabtro figures for you watching on there. Um, and uh, we're at Shiba Dental right now, and the reason why I'm doing it here at Shiba Dental, I have a lot of different reasons, um, but it's 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 really it's um it's it's so big, and hopefully this is a two day event, which I'm not sure why I committed to that. Kevin. Kevin has come to hate me a little bit. Bobby Smith is in the house. Kevin has come, Mr. Composition has come to hate me a little bit because of my video, my, my event planning strategy. HWC, which is a, a convention that we started two years ago, and then like last year we did a version of it. Um, and that was torturous for us both, <laughs> given like just our states of mind and, and everything else. But we got it done. And I like to, I, I always like to try to do new interesting stuff. Um, with events, but this is the first time when I realized how much an event is not just for you, and it's more of an occasion for, um, you can provide value by sitting down and telling someone that they're valuable, but I think you can provide even more value by putting someone in proximity to value, and health is super important to me, um, so that's one of the main features of this event, and then uh, I like competition, I think competition is super important, and we need, competition comes out of proximity, and when we have that, when we're able to compete against each other and still respect each other, we're able to create an industry that's really just keep leveling up, leveling up. Like, uh, if we did have like two marketing agencies here and everyone was always talking about how love, it's love marketing versus whatever, you know, that's actually good for both of you. And most people understand that, except for when it's not actually happening and you over-intellectualize it, then you're like, oh, like, I don't know if I want, competition is amazing. So I love competition, I love gaming, I know you create games, and that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about today. So I'm gonna get away from the whole Creator Games ex explanation. This is Creator Games 2019. It's your boy, Kenyo. Um, it's gonna be a fun little day. There's really cool people here, so I'm just gonna shout everyone's name out in the room. Um, because that's always going to be the case um, when you come to an event in San Antonio. It's always it's always stacked with talent. We got Mr. Composition in the room, um, super awesome. He's going to he's going to be performing later. Kenya's in the room. Oh, it's me. <laughs> Mark Solis is in the room uh, um, uh, with Love Marketing um, and his own stuff. Um, and then we got Steel Poet in the room. Phenomenal guy. Um, and if you listen to the podcast, two podcasts ago, or maybe the one right before this one. You can hear the one where we did his listening party, and it was awesome. We did that at Gardopia Gardens. I'm wearing the Gardopia Gardens shirt right here. Uh, Kamitria Ballard is in the room. What's up? Uh, she's super awesome. She's a vendor extraordinaire. She takes vending more seriously than all of you, so don't attempt to compete. Uh, actually, do compete. Do compete, and then show numbers. We'll see who's best. I think next year at the Creator Games, we're going to have like a vendor competition. So this year is just like me talking about certain things um, because it just takes time. But next year, I'm going to start instituting different competitions, like some type of game competition um, and stuff like that. Because, yeah, it's... Right? Because people need to know. Everyone thinks we're all equal out here. I'm sure you've experienced it, someone who's one week into vending, and they're like, and they're talking to you like, oh, vending's so hard. And you're looking at them like, you haven't been in the game. You don't know. You don't understand half of what it takes and there's no ranking system. <laughs> but if they could see if they could see a gold medal that says, uh, I'm a gold medal vendor, then they know that maybe they should be asking questions instead of running the money. 
No, I'm just joking. But it's true, it's true. I think competition helps us realize and get out of the delusion mode. American Idol is great. A lot of people found out they couldn't sing. Let's keep doing that. It's correct people. <laughs> I say that and then I sing and I'm not a good singer, but it doesn't matter. Do whatever you want. Follow your dreams. All right, so Tony Polenko is also in the room, which I'm going to learn more about him. Him and his wife are both here and they've written a book. My brother, uh, Bukola Laddington, is also in the building and he has an animation company. Uh, called Rooster Tunes. Um, so we got Sacred Fantasy in the building, phenomenal poet. I'm basically just going through everybody because why not? Uh, it's part of the whole reason. Creator Awards, shout out people. Uh, Bobby Smith is in the room, phenomenal uh, comedian. Phenomenal comedian, actually. Uh, phenomenal comedian. Uh, and then he brought a comedian with him. I don't know his name. I know he texted it to me, but I wouldn't have a relationship. That's what I mean by I don't know his name. He might be better than Bobby. We don't know. We will next year because along with the vendor competition, I'm throwing in a comedian. There's lots of comedian competitions already, but I'm going to be doing one of my own next year as part of next year's Creator Games. Uh, who else is in the room? Who else is in the room? We got um, other people who are meeting for the first time. Um, so I don't know their names uh, exactly. We got Miss Trina. <laughs> Photographic memory. I went to my phone in my mind. I was like, the text message had a name. What was the name on the text message? Started with a T. It's not Tracy. Tree. No, it's, um, this is Jermaine. Okay. That's one of the most embarrassing things. I was like super confident too. I was breaking down how I like mastermind. It's bad at this, It doesn't work. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Ger what, what is it? Now I have to get it right. Germans. okay. You'll see it in the video. I'm sure this Dabtro will capture some of it. There's no one capturing more vendor content than Dabtro creations. That should actually be a whole playlist on your YouTube. Anyway, so here we are, Creator Games, and uh, it's going to kick off. Uh, it's supposed to kick off with poetry. Um, but I got my guy Mark Mark Solis with me here, and I wanted to talk about um, gaming a little bit. Oh, and uh, for those of you guys in the room, in the house, so you're not like super uh, confused as to what's going on, uh, you don't have to force yourself to pay attention. Um, definitely do whatever you were doing. But we are gonna, after, we're gonna do probably like two or three interviews up here, just super casually chilling, uh, and then we're gonna start a set um, of, of some poetry and comedy and music outside and it's going to be fire um, yeah I got my guy Mark here with me I want to talk about gaming a little bit and just super briefly like 15 minutes or so because we already got our cool 30 minutes in was it 30 minutes? Probably. I don't, I don't. it probably wasn't but um, gaming gaming in San Antonio what's your opinion? I want to start local Actually, no, let's start broad. What is the situation in your perspective of gaming uh, right now in the world? What's going on in gaming 2019? Gaming in the portal? Well, I guess like in terms of um, a market, in terms of an industry, it's growing huge. Um, it's already big in other places in, in Europe, but in America, it's definitely getting crazier and bigger. Like, uh, now they're trying to incorporate it into universities for, like, I guess, e sports scholarships and 
I don't know, maybe degrees eventually. I don't, I don't know, fucking crazy, but that'd be weird. And like, you go to school to learn how to play a game and not just play the game. Yeah, but um, and to, in terms of San Antonio, um, like, uh, like gaming here in San Antonio is like an all-encompassing thing of like the people who play them professionally, casually, and then the people who make them. So uh, the group I'm a part of, the Greater Gaming Society, is like a whole of developers, just enthusiasts, people who are curious in the, the craft of game development, and then just cosplayers and like, it, oh, it's an encompassing thing. And like that group has at least over a thousand members. Um, but then there's facilities being built in San Antonio over at Port San Antonio, the yeah. Innovation Center, um, that's going to have an esports arena. Uh, and then there's even going to be, they're making a nonprofit. I forget the name of the nonprofit, but it's being uh, run or being incorporated by uh, one of the, what's it called, gaming cafes here. I forget which one. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there, there's that. And then schools are trying to get involved with the. Uh, whatever's going on and in terms of game development that's been like that's been growing growing pretty steadily like not in terms of like triple a studios coming here and outsourcing work but in terms of independent developers being able to work on their own projects there's a huge community here too with just that like if you want to learn to make games they have meetups you can learn just of uh, or meant have a mentoring situation, but uh, there's even going to start being workshops at like either Geekdom or Alamo City Studios, where some of the members that are doing this professionally can like show 3D modeling or or textures or uh, coding, scripting for games. Yeah, um, and those are going to be I think free workshops that are just held at Geekdom or Alamo City Studios. But yeah, I think that's I think that's what's going on in here in San That's so cool. I want to the opportunity in gaming now. I know there's there's a little bit of opportunity for gamers now. Is there opportunity for gamers to make money, and is there opportunity for businesses to use games to bring business uh, to their businesses? Definitely, um, streaming. Uh, you just become a good personality. Uh, okay. You grow an audience over a while. Like people like uh, on Twitch. Uh, there's people like Shroud and uh, Ninja that just like literally generate thirty to fifty thousand dollars a month from like streaming donations and subscriptions and just uh, sponsorships. So how businesses get involved with gaming is that they usually do sponsorships either through a venue at an event or through uh, a streamer themselves with personalities to some professional. Um, that's how they usually advertise when it comes to game. Um, so the same way like you, like a, a business would sponsor a football game or something like that at a high school, that's kind of how I see where it's going to go is that they're just going to have banners in the background or they're going to have their logo on some prints at the venue or they're just somewhere their presence will be known at the venue or through the personality of whoever the professional is. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. I, I, 
I have this bad habit when like people are talking and they say something that like inspires me. I start to like fade out and just like think about all the possibilities. Because um, that, that has a lot to do with why I'm doing this thing here. One, you know, clap, clap everyone for yourselves for being here today. What I love about, what I like about this one, because I've, I've done, you know, events really, it's not that long, there's people who've been in the game for like 20 years, but for, I've done events for like five years or so, and whenever, you know, you're doing an event, the first thing you have to think about, shout out to Alex, cool, amazing comedian, in my opinion. Some people think he's bad, but, um, Anyway, uh, the first thing you think about in choosing an event is you choose the <laughs> you choose the venue, and um, I think we've been brainwashed, okay, to to a huge extent because so much of the time we think you know um, a bar, right? And uh, the the premise is you go to your event at a bar. And one of two things will happen. Selling tickets, that's cool. I mean, if you can sell tickets, then it doesn't matter what room it is, right? You can rent out a room, which is an event center, and then just go there and there. And if you don't want to sell alcohol, cool. But the other premise is like you're making money for this bar, right? Like that's the idea. Like you, everyone who comes is going to spend thirty to something dollars, or much less if they're like Alex, you know, because usually it just brings like three dollars for a couple of loads or something like that. If, there, if there's like a discount bet. <laughs> but the idea is that the people you bring are going to spend money in the bar and then that's going to generate some sort of money that could somehow be able to kick back to you. That's a really interesting theory. Um, and I think that it doesn't work very well right now, especially when the groups of people um, are becoming tighter and tighter, especially in a city like San Antonio, where it's a lot of tight groups and not so much people just moving en masse for entertainment. You know, like in LA, people are just like, you're going out. Or what are you, you're just going out. But in in, uh, in San Antonio, it's a little bit different. You move based off of um, your highest level personal goals, and, and then only barely. But mostly you move inside of like social groups and stuff like that. Um, so how do you do that if you're bringing five people to a location as a comedian, or let's say even 10 people as a location, if the, if the bar is making $500, I know this is a boring explanation, but if the bar is making $500 off the people that you brought, how much are they going to pay you? Now, that's almost always nothing, right? Um, because that's not that much money. They have, they have overhead, they have a lot of other stuff, and if you weren't there, they'd probably maybe make, you know, close, you have an opinion on that? My events, if I do it at a bar or a yeah. nightclub, yeah. I always take the door. Yeah, right. And selling tickets, selling door, that's always cool. Alex? Uh, from what I've heard, uh, yeah. that's where the, uh, whether it's poker or comedy, mm-hmm. you can promise $400 in a market in sales, you should get 25% of that. Yeah. And that's good too. And, but, and, you know, and, and, and if you can promise $400. I just think that the amount of work that you're putting in usually in San Antonio to get those $400, you're obviously going to have another job. Because 25% of $400, which it's going to take you a whole month to get that guarantee of $400, most likely, is not going to pay for all the Whataburgers you need to eat that month. That's not going to happen. Okay? <laughs> so you're, gonna, you're probably going to have to do something else. And I think uh, there's so many other businesses that we can make these types of alliances with because essentially you're providing foot traffic. Why not provide that foot traffic um, 
for something that's not only uh, a, like a better product, like a healthy product, something that does something good for you, but why not do it with something that makes more money than that? So that let's say if you were able, and you're not like coercing people into destroying their lives. And I'm not hating that much on bars. I don't think all bars should be abolished or anything like that. Like, uh, you, you might catch me in one. Every now and then. Every now and then. But, um, but I do think there's a lot to be said for us really taking the initiative to make connections with a lot of the other businesses um, in our communities. So I just took a huge tangent. You were talking about how businesses can support um, video games. I think we should do that with every business. You know, why, why is it that we can't make long-term um, relationships with more dental offices? Shout out to Sheba Dental. Everyone clap for Sheba Dental. Why can't we make more long-term relationships with dental offices and and, and uh, hospitals and lawyers? And, and I know a lot of people do. I'm sure you've gotten some sponsors from some of those people, some of those types of businesses, right, Steele? I know you're big on that. And so um, I'm glad to have you here, too. And I just want to push more people, because I wish I knew that when I first started, you know, rather than doing two or three. Actually, I had fun in all my, my early shows. I'm not going to say that. It was fun just getting better at doing shows. But um, kind of something to think about, something to think about, especially when you're trying to figure out how can I take my revenue to twice what it is, you know, for next month? How can I get to the point where, you know, at least 30% of my bills are getting paid from things that I'm super excited about doing and i think it really is figuring out more and more how i can move in that direction and she was uh, provided me that opportunity to think more about that so i want you guys to really high level high level the more of you that um um actually no i don't want to phrase it like that it's a swap way of doing this uh i just want i want she if you need a dentist who here needs a dentist raise your hand Anyone? Any people in need of dentists? You're all liars. We all have teeth in our mouth. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play this game all day, people. Okay. When I can see, when we can make eye contact, <laughs> it's gonna be an issue. <laughs> I'm just joking. I know everyone in the back didn't even hear my question, so I'm really talking mostly to you guys and Kevin, who's been here before, and Alex a little bit. Alex, you don't need a dentist. I do need a dentist. Why didn't you raise your hand? Why didn't you raise your hand? I did. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, here you are. You're here. You've been avoiding it. It's today. The cavity's getting filled. Um, and so that kind of thing, I think that's really cool. Like being able to support what you're doing by placing yourself in a place where the activity is actually a progressive part of your life. You know what I mean? Like most people have dental insurance, not everybody. But you're not even so you're not even really paying for the bulk of it. Your insurance pays anywhere from sixty to ninety percent. I know that sounds super boring, but it's actually super cool. Anyway, anyway, so I hope I hope this event is, if anything, for like those people who are cool and friends of mine. That uh, for those of you watching, those of you listening on the podcast, you can actually see more and more this year, especially what I'm about, which is. Um, Increasing revenue in a way that helps. Yes, I want to make money. Who else wants to make money? Okay, okay. Everybody wants to make money. Um, but at the same time, I think we have to be really mindful about sustainability. 
because it actually is one of the biggest keys for us to make money. What's cool to me about, I, I know I'm going too into it, but I'm trying to like find the, the right point of it. What's cool to me about the dental office is it actually makes you more sustainable. When health isn't dealt with, it becomes a liability. And we understand just like basic accounting, liabilities are the opposite of what assets. So people who take care of their health have more money in the future. And dental health is one of the biggest areas where people do that at the end. You don't want to be able to use Dr. O's highest level products. You know, like, <laughs> but most people wait that long. Or if you do, because it's an accident, like, he has many dental implants, which are super awesome. They're, they're cheaper than, than regular implants. They're great, but they're still expensive. You know, like, wouldn't it be nice if you had done preventative care when it was a little bit easier? I think about that a lot because those things actually are what knock people out of being artists. Those things are actually what make people close their businesses because they get to a point where they have to make a decision, do I want to sleep in my car or on the street or do uh, I want to like, uh, what's the opposite, sleep in my car, do I want to sleep in the car on the street so I can do my art or do I have to sacrifice it? And so most people's artist selves, music selves, whatever, can't survive long enough. Um, so, but we can figure it out by by taking care of a lot of different areas. And yeah, dental's just one area of it. Hopefully, the next creator of games is at a lawyer's office because a lot of people don't have their lawyer game together. And it's all of these little liabilities that are liquidating our wealth. Health first. To and so I'm thinking about it, and I'm, I'm getting inspired by everyone else in the room. And I like to bring people around me because most of the people I bring around me are people who inspire me in one way, shape, or form. Like you're a high-level artist. It's usually people I have a long relationship with. Um, so, I like, and I like to build on top of that because, like, I've been wanting to meet with Mark for a while, but like, it's kind of hard. But I know I can like get a podcast with him, and then this is actually our catching up time at the same time as like me getting asked some questions. Okay, I'm gonna ask one more question, and then. Um, I'm gonna do another interview and stuff like that. But first, tell me tell me your ideas on what I just said. I know I had one mic, so I broke our group for a long time. Yeah, there's like definitely a lot of situations, even like I guess some not really health, but like I guess just all these random aspects that happen every now and then, like a car breaks down, or um, like, do a show at Pet Boys. Like, uh, <laughs> at Pet Boys. Come on, some relative gets <laughs> sick out of nowhere, and like, um, just things that could make or break someone like, in a vulnerable time. Do you have to choose between um, like either doing their passion or just going to a regular job or, or doing the thing that? You're good at, but you don't really want to do. Um, but when it comes to like venues and uh, you're pretty much using any venue as like a, a sponsor or for just an event, like that's the idea. Like any, it doesn't matter what type of business you are. If you if you can build a brand, events is definitely a space for you to. Um, especially like. Um, most of our home service clients, they can just easily sponsor. Uh, I, again, it depends. Like, 
it's how you can sell them on that idea. It's just like what's what's their ROI on sponsoring an event? Like how many yeah. guys are going to be on it? What are the type of leads that you could be bringing or people that would be seeing it? And it really depends on what type of event it is. Um, and sometimes actually it doesn't even matter what type of event it is. It, it depends on how you 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 bring it and, and you, you bring it together and sell it. Um, like Coca-Cola could be doing, could be sponsoring podcasts like this for communities. They could be doing that, definitely. Yeah. When's the last time you saw a polar bear ad on your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed? And you haven't been. And so what is Coca-Cola as a brand now? What could it be doing for communities uh, for, I guess, like, you know, Best Buy does like this teen tech program where they create clubhouses in low-income areas. It's where I'm a mentor at, um, and we provide workshops there where like they just get mentors either from the tech community or from entrepreneurs in the area, and they give like these workshops or classes at a at the clubhouse. Um, so that's another way to build brand. You literally just establish a resource in a low-income in low-income area for for people to use, you know, that's just my idea. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton more ideas like that, and um, yes, thank you. And I hope we continue to jump into ideas like that over the course of these two days, because we are going to be here uh, again tomorrow. That's interesting. We're going to be here again tomorrow. Are you coming tomorrow? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said you were going to come tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's super cool. Uh, there's going to be some different people here. Who else is coming tomorrow that's not coming today? I don't remember. But definitely day two is going to be fun. Uh, and I want to dive more into that for these two days. And I really want, especially for the people who are here, um, who are in my circle, I hope that this is a dope collaborating time. They get to touch on some cool stuff. But anyway, once again, this is the Creator of Games. Uh, sponsored by Shiba Dental, the dental office. I'm going to take a break. And, uh, you know, or actually, it's not a break, but uh, this podcast is over. Um, Tony's here. And then, actually, we need to jump into some. I think we're going to jump into some poetry. I think we're going to jump into some poetry. I think it's about time. I think it's about time. Uh, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Very cool, very cool. Alright, still you can join me up here. Let me get my This isn't a full go live with Kenya. That's why you guys aren't getting go live with Kenya energy. That's a contained event that I have to do under certain circumstances. This is the 2019 Creator Games. Uh, and it's me, Kenyo. I know what you're saying. You're saying, where's Danielle Victoria? She was supposed to host these creator games. Well, I hope that you come tomorrow and you will be able to see her and ask for yourself. Because uh, I have no answer for you yet. Um, creator games, we're, we're here at Sheba Dental uh, in San Antonio, 150. They actually have two locations. For those of you who live on the Converse side, I even forgot to say that. They have a location in Converse, so that's a lot easier. They have one over there, uh, 9160 FM 
Okay, never mind. The addresses, but it's in Converse, Shiva Dental. We're at the one in Culebra. Uh, what is this in the Culebra Commons? New shopping center. Uh, super awesome. Play nights next to us. Balance is over there. Uh, Stoneworks is over there. Lone Star Cafe? Is that right? They're over there? Longhorn. Longhorn. <laughs> Longhorn Cafe. I've never been in there. But uh, it looks like. Denny's, so I'm sure it's delicious. Um, yeah, but right now I got, um, wait, before I do that, let me do all my other announcements. Um, yes, lots of cool people in the building. Mr. Composition is here. Uh, Kenyo is here. Literally right here. Alex Reyes is in the building. Symbolic uh, yeah. Soul. I feel like I said, did I say Sacred Fantasy last time? Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. I have to find a way to repent for that. Symbolic souls in the book. <laughs> Mark Solis <laughs> is out here. Um, uh, Mr. Composition. I think I said that already. Uh, Olu Piccolo, Addington. Um, uh, Tony Polenko. Um, so it's very cool to meet you out here. Jay Phoenix was here. But, like a Phoenix, he has risen out of the door back to his house I think to do important stuff <sighs> and what is important do we ask ourselves that question often enough I don't think so <laughs> anyway but I'm here right now with Steel Poet and that's a good question for you Steel because you're a deep guy uh, what is important Steel Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's a deep guy. Hey. He's not gonna fail on that one. Uh, Steel Poet is a uh, spoken word recorder, uh, recording artist. Uh, he's also a, a community manager. Was that yelling outside? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're probably killing someone. So we do have game. That's even perfect. Creator games right next door. We have gaming tournaments going. No, I had no part to play in that. I didn't organize it, but you can't say that it's just a coincidence. It's not. That's pretty cool. Um, so we got gamer sound effects going on. But uh, he's also a community organizer. Community. Uh, 210 Day. Yes, he, he organized 210 Day, uh, which is going to be. You got lots of newsworthy people out here. I feel like love marketing. You guys put stuff on the news? Let's get stuff on the news. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, okay, okay. Oh, man. I'm going to ask you this question later. I'm trying to learn how to be more focused in life. Um, so, 210 Day, he, he did 210 Day, which is February 10th in San Antonio. Fed 210 homeless people. Got some news coverage for that. Super excited for that. He deserves it. I wasn't going to do any round of applause. This is a podcast, but you guys can if you want to. On the 210 day. It's good to feed homeless people. I'm super proud of him for that. Just a composition. I got to say this since we're talking about TV spots. He's going to be on TV. Well, actually, he's recording a television interview on Monday. Do you know when that airs, actually? On Monday? Okay, cool. So uh, it's going to air at 5 o'clock on Monday. So I'm super excited for that. We're doing big stuff, you guys. We just have to keep doing it. We got to get closer. See, because of my strategy, and I didn't realize this when I first started doing stuff the Kenya way. 
I thought I was just being cool, but it turns out because of my strategy, the only way I'm going to become wealthy is if the people around me are also wealthy. And that plays out a couple ways in my strategy. One, it pushes me to sustain long-term relationships. You know, it's not just enough to get out there and be networking, meet this person, that person, that person. Can you maintain a relationship over time? And why are relationships hard? Because much like bank ledgers, there's deposits and withdrawals. And too often in relationships, we get too one-sided. You want to be doing, you, you get to, I'm doing deposits, deposits, deposits. Then you don't want to be around that person. The relationship becomes unsustainable because you're getting too much. Likewise, if you're doing withdrawals, 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 you, you call the, their phone, they don't answer. They're like, no, sir. <laughs> You've had enough. The account is empty. Um, and so that's why relationships are really hard. They're, they're, and that's also why they're so valuable. Um, so that's one part of uh, that, that, that this strategy requires. And then uh, number two, uh, the health of the people around me is super important. And, and um, so I, I, that's why I think leading this event more to health and mindfulness and those types of things, us being able to push each other, we have to be able to do it. We need to be able to push back against each other. It's a metaphor for proximity. So we need to be able to push against each other. We need to be able to see each other's businesses, reach our hands inside of each other's universes. And that's a little bit more about what we're doing today. What do you think about, well, when it comes to that as a poet, how do you feel you're able to uh, reach? Have presence inside of a community. First thing is you have to be real with yourself. You're real with yourself when people see that. Because I'm a poet, so I don't look at um, the outside of somebody. Because I can see inside their soul and write them and not even say hi to them. So I feel like you gotta be real with yourself to see somebody else. And if you see somebody else in a positive way, then that's how it becomes wealth. Nice. Nice. Health wealth. Some crisscrosses there. Alex, are you wealthy? Not yet. Okay. We don't have some money, right? Let me get thirty dollars. <laughs> I don't know why I asked that question. No, but that's 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 really cool. I like that. Be real with yourself. You really do have to do that. And I think about that all the time. And that's why I like to do stuff like this because, you know, I think it's one thing to tell, again, like to tell someone that they're great, but in order to get them to, to believe it, they need to act out the great parts of themselves. And so being able to create a context where, you know, a person can, you know, they might be a poet, but they can be a poet for two hours, three hours, before they have to go back to, in their mind, being whatever else that they are for the rest of the week. Because it really does matter, you know, how, how, how often you feel accomplished in your thing. Am I right, Mr. Composition? Ooh, me and Mr. Composition, we do hardcore too. In order to, we did some stuff in 2018, 2019, and I think it's really, you know, led me to where I am today, where we did, um, you know, lots of driving around together. And I see this is a strategy that Love Marketing, Mark Solis, they use too. They, they take their team places um, all together because what happens when you travel uh, with artists or with people who practice your same profession, 
whether that, whatever that is, um, I think that it really gets you into a space. It creates space for that identity. Because a lot of us, we're spending all week. You might be a poet in your heart, but if you have all your conversations with non-poets, there's too much till you get to the poetry. By the time they figure out you're a poet and they ask another question, oh, why do you do that? And you know they're, they're asking you, especially with like something like poetry. Poetry is like the hardest thing to say that you do like no, as a thing. I talk poetry. So you have you have unlimited swag yeah, yeah, and confidence. Like, but most people I'm, I'm like twenty five eight. Most, most people, even if they make like all their money doing poetry, if someone asks them what they do, they don't, they don't want to sing poet because they know how it sounds. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell this dude I'm a poet. No, no, no problems with them with I'm a poet. No, they're not going to believe that. You know what I mean? They're going to think, oh, you're so you're broke. So I am a poet. <laughs> but, um, but when you're traveling with artists, I don't have to, when you can wake up, go get breakfast, go get lunch, all of this around the idea that you're a poet, it, it lets you get to other levels inside yourself and really think about, okay, I'm not just a poet. I'm a poet who's about to drop a book. I'm a poet who's about to do this. It allows you to live that thing. And we really need to get around each other. That's another reason why I'm glad to do these two days because we need time around each other. I need time around the people that I'm collaborating with. I'm around you too. So, so I can find I out. I don't need to tell them around you too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how do you do it then? How do you make space for yourself as a poet? Since you want to fight with me on every show. How do you make space for yourself as a poet? I don't make space. Because you do it. You're doing it. You might do it subconsciously. You don't realize it. I'm writing a poem in my head right now. Okay, okay. How how do you confront, how, what do you do with the idea that the world out there, they don't believe, they, they, they might not believe, or people who don't understand your poetry, how do you make time for inside of your mind to say it's worth it to write a poem? Write the phone. You know he was not saying that. That's true. That's true. And I think about that all the time. You know, like that's what I do. I was sitting in my kitchen the other day, and I, I picked up my phone and I, and I wrote I wrote a poem. And that's how I always write poems, and that's what makes me a poet. I write before I even started putting stuff up, and this is just me. But I write like twenty poems a week. You know, like just because, like they 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 don't even have to go out. It's just what I'm going to do because it's actually a methodology for me like exploring just reality and things like that in my head. Like 30 minutes before I left the house I wrote a poem. I was going to share it but I'm good. <laughs> the poem is about a tie and I'm going to leave it at that. Have you ever gotten to a space? Can I drop your mic? I will. No, no, no. Like I know. I realize you like dropping mics. Like, I'm not taking it back because it's the end of the story when I drop it. <laughs> yeah, every time he says something, he tries to drop the mic, on and, and that's why. But yeah, it's big. Thank you. No, it, it's it's really about a tie, and it it just describes like the tie was made for a man, but it was strong enough for a woman to have. That's it. I didn't understand what you just said. You're not going to understand. Say it one more time. Say what, what was made for a woman or a man. The tie was made for a man, but it was also made for the woman to enjoy. <laughs> That's it. We're just going to go ahead and move on. Because... <laughs> I think that was a secret message for somebody. <laughs> I think it will be easier for me to understand once it comes to fruition. So. 
<laughs> Whatever you name it, boy or girl, I'm just like, yeah, we have the baby That's not what Speaking of that, speak, speaking of that, because I think, no, somebody else said it. Uh, I think it was said. So, my album, right? So, he's, we're, going, we're in the studio, we're knocking it out like two days, like, like 12 hour days, like for real, for two days. And he says, huh. I said, what? He's like, are your name gonna be on the birth certificates? I said, no, I'm good. I don't want no birth certificates. <laughs> I don't need some no child support slips coming to my house. None of that. It's a, it ain't mine. <laughs> I'm good. So yeah, the album is just that serious. Hopefully y'all go check it out. It's called Off with the Lights. Don't ask how I came up with that title. Uh, please check it out. It's on all digital platforms, and it's. Pretty interesting. I look forward to uh, listening to it again. I, uh, oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you, you, you don't want to say that. Yeah, yeah. You know why you don't want to say that? <laughs> <laughs> you know why you See, say that's that? how well you know your art. When you're like, no, 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 don't. Right, you know why you don't yeah. want to say that? Why? These people don't, they don't know. They don't yeah, know the story. Me and you know the story. That's true. That's true. You know, what story am I talking about? The story. I don't start, by the way. Well, I'm not going to tell the story. Go ahead. The story is my album is eight dollars. <laughs> this is how the story will go. My album is eight dollars, so I give Kenyo, my brother, I say, "Here, Kenyo, put this into your computer and play the album." He said, "Okay, that's what that was the plan." After that, I said, wait, 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 wait. I said, can you, you know, replay it? He says, no. He said, I don't need it no more. I already have the album. I said, can you? I said, some words first. I said, but can you? How do you have the album? He said, I put it in my computer. That's what we're doing? That's a brother. Exactly. Proximity is uh, ownership. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I believe that hardcore. So anyway, uh, you should. If you're ever one of my roommates, nah. the people who have rules over what's in the refrigerator are hilarious to me. If you're not there, <laughs> anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Proximity, proximity is ownership. What I meant by that though is what I think is really cool too, especially when you're working with different people. I'm going to take a little tangent and then ask one more question, and we'll we'll close, and then we'll go outside and we'll get some poetry started. Y'all ready to go outside and get some poetry started? It's also a little some poetry and comedy. It's also a little bit of a tactic because I want to like uh, like if someone's walking by, I want, yeah, yeah, I want them to like wonder what's going on. So when you guys are out there, just act like you don't even care about anyone else. You're just listening to the comedian or the poetry. You're like, ha, ha. If someone else comes, you just like stand in front of them a little bit. Don't let them really get into it. So like, why is it so exclusive? It might work before we know it. You know. The helicopters and stuff. Well, what I meant by proximity's ownership is um, is another reason because uh, as far as building goes, I'm super into it, and um, I like the idea. And it's crazy, right? I do have your album. I like the idea that the more and more time we spend together, the more and more of what each of us I has. Tell you, you got it from LimeWire. Lime, you might know what LimeWire is. LimeWire still exists. LimeWire don't even exist anymore. 
That's a throwback. Napster still exists, I discovered the other day. Because I do my music distribution through DistroKids. They put your music up on random places like iTunes and stuff like that. And then, like, the other day they sent me an email. They're like, your music is on Napster. I was like, what? That's dope. So, you know, sign into Napster and type in Kenya and get some, <laughs> get some music. But um, the more and more time we spend together, duration, the more what each of us has belongs to everybody. That's a big deal. And uh, that's why I think San Antonio is so rich in culture and art, because the artists really do spend long periods of time um, together doing their stuff. Now, what we don't do enough is have other pillars of the community have long-term positions right next to it. And that's something I want to get more into doing. But a lot of people do, especially I know the people in this room. I'm sure you do it all the time in various different ways. And I see the different angles about how people make stuff proper. Like Bobby Smith is very interesting because you have the, the comedian um, driving school. So you can actually, like, go, instead of going to regular driving school, we can go to our home as a comedian and get, you know, points. I don't know too much about it, but every time I see the flyer on it, I'm like, oh, that's dope. We need more of that because if we stay in the artist community, then we're always paying the premium to get the stuff that we really need for our everyday lives. When you don't have a lawyer friend, when you don't have a dentist friend, when you don't have a um, you know a defensive driving friend, when you don't have um, you know, and, and especially definitely with artists, when you don't have a poet friend or an art friend or anything like that who's right next to you. You're paying a premium, not just for your culture, for your culture, by the way, but you're also paying a premium for your necessities. And I think we need to get more and more away from that. That's why I like doing events like Ardopia Garden so much, because at a certain point, I just want to be able to do shows there. And I have such a cool relationship with Steven that I'm able to take a basket of fruits and vegetables home for free every day and just get it just based off the relationship. It sounds shame, but it's real. You can make money and you can save money. So if I can save money doing like that and I can get $100 of produce a month, 50, I said 50. I told him that was my goal. And he was like, that's completely good. You can definitely get $50 worth of produce from Gardopia by being a partner. And that adds up. And that's how I think we're going to be able to create more wealth. Because some, anyway, we're done on that one until tomorrow. Maybe it'll come back up. But you guys have heard about how dollars circulate in communities and stuff like that, right? They talk about, they say that black people do it the worst. I don't think that's true. There's something about that that just doesn't sit well with me. I think that maybe the way that they're analyzing uh, the way that the dollar moves in the black community, maybe they're not seeing it, but I feel like we're investing back in ourselves. And at least I'm not going to start re-preaching that thing. When they say it don't stay in the community. Yeah, it doesn't stay. I don't know if that's true. It doesn't. It doesn't. We do. Y'all, uh, it, it starts there's there. a lot of black people. It, it's it's not, not an accurate representation of San Antonio's culture. It starts in the black community, but it doesn't stay there. Yeah. Like, my dad was like, we'll stay in the black community for 10 days. Mm-hmm. But the ninth day is coming over here. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it goes. It sucks, but that's what it is. Yeah. And it's hard. But until we change that, yeah. that's the culture. They don't have to change that. We have to change that. Yeah. And it's hard when you don't have, you know, a black dentist friend or whatever. And it doesn't have to be a, a black person, because honestly, I don't like black people that much. I said it. I like you as much as I like everybody else. And some of you I don't like at all. So but I think around whatever your community hmm? <laughs> My point was that it's about your community, not about your skin color. So like 
definitely, I think when you can find people in your community, and you need to be allied with the people in your community, when you find people in your community who do these things, I think it's a huge leg up. What are you gonna say? It is your interview. I'm like, what you mean you don't like black people that much? <laughs> what I'm saying is you don't have any, you don't have any preferential treatment. Okay, you're, you're equal. I, the only reason I'm saying is because I feel like people act like all the time, like, oh, like black. I, I, from what I've seen, everyone has my back the same amount. Um, actually, I don't know if that's true because there are more black people than other people around here. Hmm. That's an interesting. You're a little outnumbered. So Mark is here. So what does that do? It's not. Mark, what percentage black are you? None. None? How, sh how sure are you of that? I probably will not accept that. See. Maybe that's actually. I've gone to Spain. Oh, come on. Black people have been in Spain for thousands of years. You got something. It's somewhere in there. You got mixed around a little bit, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> New Mexico, all the slaves, South America, I'm sure some of them, Mexico's not South America. <laughs> anyway, all right, so let, let, let's all uh, follow Steel Poet outside. I think we're going to, you, you, you start the set, usually I start my sets off, um, but I'm going to let you start it off, and then I'm going to do one poem after you, and then we're going to get one poem from Symbolic Soul, and then we're going to go into, uh, is Alex still in the building? Somewhere I'm gonna find him before all those three poems. Oh, he's right there. Now we're gonna go on to uh, Alex's homie. Uh, what's your homie's name? Joel. 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 We're gonna go to Alex's <laughs> homie, Joel, uh, and he'll do something. But uh, this is this is the uh, 2019 Creator Games. Um, I'm happy to get it started, and um, I'm happy to um, be able to have this time to. Hang out with you guys. Just sit here. You know, sometimes. <laughs> Take the blood out of my okay, <laughs> Let's go outside, you guys. Let's go outside. Let's do it. Recording. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to Alonjo. Let's chat for a second. Let's, let's do it. Come on, my guy. Come on, my guy. Let me see if this is recording. This is important. Shout out to Natural Creations. Kevin Prince, Mr. Composition, who's going to perform last tonight because he really is a closer. Like, you guys don't want to miss his set. He's, he's putting some new music together and it's going to be super fire. He's dropping an album soon. And I'm really spending a lot of my time working on that. Um, he runs this company called Natural Creations. And if you're trying to get media recorded on the low for like your personal brand, and you heard it from Mark, who was here earlier today talking about video games. The volume of content you produce is your only way to show up on the internet. The volume of content, not the quality of content. That can help you out if you win the lottery and go viral, great. That's not up to you. The volume of content, how many videos, how many blog posts, how many whatever you do, um, really is the only thing that's gonna change your presence online. And so to have a company like Kevin, who will record videos for $50, $75, whatever it is, that can really be a game changer. It's been a game changer for me. Like, if you go onto my YouTube, whether it's going to the Raw show, I'm hosting Raw next week, actually, on Wednesday. 1,000-plus person show at the Aztec Theater. It's super dope. And then having Kevin, I mean, but it's not my event, right? So it's not like they're coming to see Kenyo read poetry and stuff like that. So I don't actually get that much from the transaction other than whatever they pay me. But when I get Kevin to come out, 
pay him a little bit of money. He records it. I'm able to put that up on YouTube, snatch clips from that, put it on Instagram. It works, my guys. It works. People see it. Yeah, you know what it is. Speaking of hustle, uh, I need one more person to get a dental appointment today. Who's going to get a dental appointment today? Raise your hand. Today. Who's ready today? Not tomorrow. Who's ready today for the dental appointment? Put your hands in the air. It's an altar call type situation. So I'm sweating. It's meaningful. All right, cool. Nobody. Bookie, actually, you have dental insurance, don't you? That's my brother, guys. Clap for my brother. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. I coerce people. People think the mic is a good way to coerce people, but one on one, you know. Okay, anyway, speaking of hustle, let's do this again. This is the 2019 Creator Game sponsored by Sheba Dental. Everything you're watching and enjoying right now is only because of Shiba Dental, because if not for the energy that this place provides me, I would be at home sleeping right now, and I wouldn't get to hang out with you guys, which is super dope, and we wouldn't get to hang out with each other. Well, we probably would do somewhere else, but maybe not. Who knows? And you wouldn't get to meet Jay Alejandro, who's super cool. And Jay Alejandro, here at this 2019 Creator Game sponsor of Shiba Dental, is uh, a personal trainer. Sir. As well as being a poet. And I invited you here today more to talk about the, the personal training side of things. Um, because that's a really interesting thing. And there's a few, there's a lot of niches in health that people don't end up taking as seriously, but they do end up costing a lot of money. Um, dentistry is definitely one of those things. Um, but just in general, health is one of those things. Usually, uh, we'll just wait till like 15, 16 and be like, oh. I'm going to die faster like this because like my health isn't together. How do you, how do you see that? Hello everybody. First and foremost, uh, <laughs> glad to be here. Um, man, um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like as a society, we all kind of fall into all the little niches that, that, that kind of pop up and, and go around and, um, as far as fitness goes, I don't know, I've been in the industry about 12 years, and what I've seen is that um, the different boosts in business usually come with the different trends that are uh, up and coming in uh, nutrition or even fitness. You know, you have your, uh, uh, your box gyms, your, what do they call it, CrossFit, your CrossFit gyms, um, you know, all your different fad diets, your keto diet, um, a lot of different things. Um, what I see is people get motivated by these new things, by these new ideas. Um, a lot of these new ideas, or old ideas, are uh, just kind of repackaged and with a ribbon. Um, but a lot of these diets are recycled and, um, and everything. But at the end of the day, it's um, a matter of seeking out that, that want to be healthy and to live a long-lasting uh, life, a productive life um, while you're being healthy. Um, so whatever lane or niche you fall into to get there. I mean, it doesn't make a difference. As long as you're consistent with it, you, you follow that path, um, and you essentially will get to those goals and those results uh, that you're seeking. Um, it's just a matter of consistency. So no matter what trend or niche or diet, just follow it 100% nice and consistently and you'll get to the, you know, you get to your goal. I'm really sure. Thank you. Green. Green. You missed the story about how this turned into like a bad thing. You have to listen to the podcast. I can't gotcha. tell it to you right now, but um, so uh, 
personal training, personal trainer. So one thing I want to do next year, uh, I actually want to do a personal trainer uh, in next year's Creator Games. Creator Games 2020, for those people most likely coming here. Uh, dopest thing to do tonight. Most likely not. But um, Creator Games 2020, I want to do a personal trainer competition. That's an idea that I came up with. Like, let's say, this is probably how we're going to, oh, who's that? Do I know you? Okay, cool. You looked familiar. You actually, I don't know if my fiance is going to say this. You looked like an ex-girlfriend. I was like, you decided to pop up? After all these years? To say what? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure. uh, well, anyway, um, <laughs> personal training competition. I definitely want to do that because um, um, I think that'd be cool. What we probably do is like get two people, right? You weigh them, and then the personal trainer has five minutes to work them out, and then we weigh them again. And whichever person that they got to lose more weight, you know, because there's tricks in it. Because you can't just like give them really hard stuff to do because they'll quit and walk out, and some people will lose like that. Right, but if you have to, if you're actually a good personal trainer, you're using your skills, you know. Anyway, that's one. That's draft one of yeah, what I want to do next year. We'll edit and revise that. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. Well, what do you? What do you? How do you feel like uh, that thing is like? Why? Why? When you're trying to get so, because I, I, I don't notice you selling your personal training a lot. You don't do a lot of that stuff. Um, so, like, what, how do you go about trying to help someone realize the benefit of like taking care of their physical bodies? Um, well, there's a lot of lot of, di lot of different ways. Um, one way is by leading through example. For instance, um, in my, my small circle, um, I'm, I don't know, I hate talking about myself, it's weird. Um, but leading by example, I'm typically the healthy one um, in the group, um, the one drinking a lot less or eating a lot less. He's also a professional bodybuilder. Like I'm not a professional bodybuilder. Professional, I saw you I on the stage. I haven't gotten paid yet, so I'm not professional. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, I do that in addition. Um, so that's you know that's one aspect of it. Um, repeat the question again. How, how do you convince people the importance of taking care of it? There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, sure, the Texas fan. Like, I heard the motor motorcycle when I was gone. It's like oh, that's loud. Um, another avenue is through social media, of course. Um, I post a lot of videos, not necessarily of myself, but of my clients, um, other trainers, even um, just as a way to you know. Like, like you said, advertise, but not, not necessarily advertising. Um, I'm not one to kind of jump out at you and say, hey, do you want a trainer? Hey, are you working out right now? I'm not, I'm not that guy. So I like to be, I like to be real passive. Um, so I do have a lot of uh, workout videos and things of that nature from clients, previous and present. Um, and I mean, honestly, that generates a lot of um, interest, um, a lot of prospects kind of um, like you said, you know, the more content that comes out, the more um, interest um, that kind of pops up. Um, I, the little that I post, if I don't post often enough, I realize that the, uh, the traffic or the inquiries slow down quite a bit. Um, so, like you mentioned earlier, it's all about the, the amount of content that you put out, not necessarily what you put out. Um, but that's, you know, another avenue in which um, I'm able to attract people to, to what I bring to the table. Cool, cool, cool. I definitely suggest you guys check out Jay Alejandro. I'll let you drop your Instagram in a second. But I'm going to ask you one last question. I'm glad you came out. Thank you so much. Oh, I brought this out. What, what do you, have you heard of this company? I have not. Okay. 
Anyway, I just thought I'd ask you really just that. That's actually it. That's something that we're trying to start. Well, I shouldn't say we because I'm only here maybe like one day every two weeks. But that's what something that they're trying to do in the dental office to help people also get into like vitamins and stuff like that. But it's more of like a something like what Kabitria does, where it's more of like a network marketing. Yes, multi-level marketing thing. So it also has a thing where I guess like if you get into it, you can. Get it for like, I don't know, make money for friends buy it or something like that. So anyway, I can't. I wanted to endorse it, but I can't because I don't know if it works. So I was going to ask you. Um, but um, the last question I was going to ask. Oh man, where was it going to come from? Basically, it was going to come from something in my own life. I just started the keto diet. I'm into it. I've been doing it for like two weeks, and. Uh, Thank you guys, and it works and stuff like that. Helps, helps, helps um, to lose weight. What was I gonna ask a question about that? I guess it's just um, I'm just gonna make up a different question because like that one, and hopefully I'll, like I'll remember when you're answering it. What was I gonna say? It was something that happened with my diet recently. It does work, but then it has plateaued. Okay, is that like a thing? That's what was my question, but um, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Are you a keto expert at all? Expert? No, I know about it, but I'm yeah. not an expert. Do you like it? Do you recommend it? I mean, it, it depends on, on, on your genetics and your family history. You okay. Um, if you don't, uh, you know, if you're not necessarily prone to, you know, high cholesterol, high blood, uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, things like that, then having that extra fat um, into your diet um, may not necessarily affect you as much if you're active. Um, however, if those uh, type of um, um, uh, health, uh, health concerns kind of or in the family or even with you if there's something you're struggling with then it's probably not something you want to do um, just because of the additional fat that you're, uh, you're consuming um, but I mean, it, I mean it, it depends in some cases yes I, I would recommend it to some clients um, in others I, I would definitely say no uh, myself personally I haven't yet tried it um, so I can't necessarily speak from experience in regards to um, the effects that it, that it has to the body on a personal level. Um, but I have had clients that are on it and have seen successful results um, when they've worked with the diet consistently. I think that's the, the point of it, though. You want to make sure you're consistent with it. It's not something that you do for a little bit of time. You know, it's something you want to do for a prolonged period of time to see those, those results. I like it. I like it. You guys clap for for Jayla Hunter, and hopefully we see you back in 2020 for the. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Everyone grab a card. I was actually to say, Doctor Doctor uh, Oladar is right here, and like, why why not? You guys like know who he is. That's kind of cool. Let's get a quick introduction. Um, everyone grab one of these. How can I pass these? Can, can someone just take one, pass it down, maybe? Um, that's that's. I don't know if there's enough for everyone. I'm taking one for myself. <laughs> but um, uh, he's a personal trainer, super cool guy. Obviously, if you want that kind of stuff, I want it one day. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Hold on, stick around. I got another question for you. But um, Dr. O, if you can come just for a second, let, let's at least introduce. Please clap for Dr. O, you guys. Thank you very much. Well, okay, dentist here at Sheba Dental. And also the owner, I said it. Now you guys know, but don't attempt to attack him. Sometimes when people discover wealth, that creates danger. So, um, but uh, yes, this is this is Dr. Oluwadar and um, this is Shiba Dental. I don't know, I guess let's get one question because I think 
you know, as being a doctor in a very unique position, I don't even know that's like, it's kind of like if I was talking to a police officer where you're literally more than other people so easy to identify with the fact that you provide life-changing services um, for other people. And you can see how that happens. So I just kind of want to ask you if you, uh, if you could maybe like kind of sum that up um, why, like, how that still drives passion. I know there's a lot of business around business, but then there's still the actual thing where every day you, you get to change a few lives. Um, I guess if you could just kind of describe that motivating thing to like to continue to do that part of it uh, of, of the of the effort. Thank you, Musala. Thank you, Kiyo. <laughs> and thank you, guys. Thanks for coming by. Uh, the most important thing anybody in healthcare, particularly as a dentist, is uh, you, you have to have empathy. You know, you, you have to be driven with the empathy to take care of people. Um, that, that's the baseline. When you do care from your heart, then you would provide the necessary service to care for people like your brothers and sisters, like your family members. Um, that that empathy then overrules every other decision that you make and take with reference to delivering patient care. And so that's the most important thing that drives you. That becomes your passion. Uh, that that in depth empathy to take care of people. Particularly dental pain. You know, dental pain is not if it, if if you get it dental pain then you are in serious trouble. Uh, you can sleep, you can eat, you can function. Everything goes bizarre in you. And so uh, then if you want to come to a dentist, then you want a dentist that truly care that have empathy for your situation. And so that's 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 my goal and that's that's the passion. And I'm looking forward to have all of you sometimes on my dental chair. I'll take good care of you, at least for cleaning, whitening, cosmetics. And if you miss a tooth, I'll, I'll fix in an implant for you. Sound okay? Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Thank you so much, Dr. O. Now that I have Dr. O here, I'm gonna try my my coercion of the audience one more time. Who else is going to have a dentist appointment here? Now, if you say no, you're saying it directly to the doctor. <laughs> that's actually worse. I don't know if that's the kind of karma no, you want to... No, doctor, don't ruin it. Let it sit for a second. The guilt will spread for the people. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm really just joking. But uh, yeah, definitely. I was thinking that it might be cool to give away some, some whitening. Okay, thank you, sir. Um, cool. Goodbye, Dr. O. See you. Another round of applause for Dr. O and Stephen Edo. Super cool. He left me with the key, so I'm doing free fillings for everybody. <laughs> you would all die. <laughs> it would be terrible. Um, so I'm going to bring up Tony, you guys. A round of applause for Tony. I forgot the, the question again. I forgot it sucks. I forgot <laughs> What's up, y'all? Appreciate you being here right now. Um, it's Friday night. Y'all can be anywhere. Y'all can be at the club. Y'all can be at home chilling. Y'all can be on YouTube or Facebook. So you're here, so I'm going to say appreciate y'all. Um, I'm going to perform a piece of a poem that talks about what's going through immigration right now. As you know, Texas is growing, um, especially San Antonio. People are moving from all over the world. And instead of just seeing colors or ethnicities, we just see humans. And I think that's how it should be. Um, so I want you to respect. I think the best way to reciprocate that is more respect. So this is a poem based upon immigration and just love for the human kind. 
I'm the product of third generation in American migration and the son of cultural complication. So try to empathize with this constant frustration. Have you seen my political, social, economic situation? Oppressed by federal legislation, so quality exists only in the imagination. I'm a transnational seed created by international relations, but still the state doesn't understand my reason to exceed geographical limitations. Do you see the reason for this internal ambition? If not, let family deportation serve as a confirmation further complicated by majority interest as a justification. So these transnational tears flow since the day of my creation, flooding all boundaries until the distance is eliminated. Still, USCIS, ICE, TSA, CBP, they can't understand it. So allow these transnational tears to explain the life of an African Hispanic. Thanks in your Bethancourt for the seed has been planted. Throughout the Americas, this Afro-descent is racing. Similar to the art of Picasso, but this is Polanco's determination. So if society still can't understand it, allow these transnational tears to paint the perfect illustration. Thank you. This, this next one is a song, but I'm waiting on Kenya so he can come uh, put the music on. But I'm going to give you a little bit of background about this next song. Um, me and my family were blessed to go to Cuba a few months ago. And when we were out there, it was like a very spiritual journey. We realized like what we think about other countries and how the media portrays it here in America is not what it's actually like. When people think of Latin America, people think of tan, indigenous looking, or even more lighter skinned people. When you go to Latin America, you go to Caribbean, especially Cuba, Dominican Republic, Haiti, of course, you'll see people that are like us. And so I feel like we need more representation. We need to show how it really is and not just how media portrays us and shapes our mind and stereotypes. So this, this song I made is, and I was talking to Kia's brother about this. When I went to Cuba, they still had African culture. They still had African tradition. They still had African religion. And they even spoke the Yoruban language with a Spanish dialect, but they preserved their culture. And I feel like in the United States, that's not done enough, especially with the black community. So this song is kind of like a commemoration to that, just that culture that preserved over time. I feel like music preserves our culture. And unfortunately, hip hop is going in different directions, but we got people like Mr. Composition, Kenyo, really putting it down for the culture. So this song is, is definitely what, what this is about. It's my fault, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it to this one too. Nah, nah, it's not to this one. Oh, my bad, my bad. You good, you good. This is Spanish, but I want you guys to feel the energy. If you don't even understand, I just want you to feel the energy. Thing. So I thought it would work out. So I had him, you know, book some interviews through through my Instagram account. And so one of the person he booked was uh, the person I'm going to interview right now. 
But let me tell you the downside of proteges. They suck at everything they do. So, but that's cool. <laughs> you know, you have to, I think one of the hardest things that we do in collaborating is realize that the other person is going to fail you. Like, I don't think we realize that sometimes. And so we get into the relationships and then something happens and then now we can't work with that person. The other person is going to fail you because unless they're your husband or wife, and even if they are, they're still going to fail you. <laughs> Guaranteed. Sorry, never mind. That was too, that was too heavy. I didn't need to do that. Uh, but no one has ever failed me. My fiance is amazing. Love you, Danielle. But they're going to fail because they're not here to accomplish your dreams. You're here to accomplish your dreams. And so you should feel blessed to be able to get someone else's work on your estate. It doesn't mean that they're going to do your work. And so I realized, yes, you know, like he was supposed to be here to do the interviews. Um, and, you know, like a newbie, he sucked at it and he's not here. But he did book the interviews. And we have to learn how to look completely past all that stuff if we want to be able to collaborate with people. And expect the failures and stop allowing... Some of the main problem is that we're leaning too much on other people. We're asking for too much. So that when they do fail us, it matters so much. Because it was like, oh, that person was supposed to give me whatever I needed for the next day. Sir, you didn't have it. Don't put it on that person. So I don't care that Joel didn't come here to do this interview because maybe that's how God wanted it. I get to do this very last interview and close up Creator Games 2019, sponsored by Shiba Dental. I love Shiba Dental for this. I love them for it because me and me, uh, I needed some time in San Antonio to just hang around the people I like and do it in a bigger way. And I want to keep doing it like this. And I'm hoping that my goal over the next three to four months is to make everybody around me wealthier. Everybody around me wealthier. When you focus on your own wealth, it's actually super difficult to achieve. But when you focus on the wealth of your system, your community, you'll find that you're naturally lifted up, you know, especially when you least expect it. So I'm excited to do that. Um, and this is building block 758 of 5 million um, symbolic soul. You guys bringing it back to the stage to ask her some questions. Give it up for her. And thank you to anyone who's listening to this podcast because you're only halfway and it's probably already been about an hour and a half. So. You're an amazing human being. I love you. Um, I know. JL100 didn't sit. So the outside interviews are standing. That's part of the creator game's thing. It's all about fitness. If you paint during the interview, you get a bronze medal. So um, I don't know much about you. You're one of the only people I interviewed today that I, I met you recently. This isn't my first time meeting you. We've met a few times, actually. We met at the composition the first time. And then you came out to the event that I did at Gardopia Gardens. I believe, yes, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, so those are, the, those are those two times. Have you met before that? The Bricks. Hmm? When you did the Bricks. The Brick? Yeah, yeah that was the composition. Yeah. So Kevin did that one at the, at the Brick, and that was really cool. Um, so let me just get some background on you so that um, everyone who's listening, they've never had you on the, well, no, you are on the podcast, I think, in, Mm, maybe a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's get a little background on you. Uh, so, some background on me. Um, so, I am originally from New Orleans. Uh, I've been in San Antonio maybe 10 plus years now. I like it. It's okay. It's nothing like New Orleans, though. Shout out to New Orleans. Oh, I just think that I can talk. 
First of all, you are far too close to New Orleans. If you like it that much, you can go back to stop printing. It's untenable. The environment isn't cool. You like it here better. Now my next question is, what are the top three things you love about San Antonio? Oh, no, you to top three things. There you go. That was my, my first main discovery. Um, I mean, sure, you brought it out here. And this way you can get some video time with my bro. Rooster Tunes out here brought us a chair for Miss Symbolic Soul. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, you're going to be in the chair. Yeah, you're going to be in the chair, and I'm just going to be I'm just gonna be hovering around you. I'm going to be right here, actually. We're going to do an interview where I, I stand behind you like this. I'm just going to put one hand on your shoulder like this. Go ahead, have a seat. Let's do this. It's going to be an intimate moment. All right, now we both have chairs. <laughs> uh, thank you. A huge compliment. Let's turn this scoot over a little bit. Um, cool, thank you again, Mr. Jones, Overcall, Laddie, and Laddie, and Clan. For life, LA? Just joking, that's not a real thing. Um, so let, let's, you're from LA, Louisiana. Um, very cool. You're a poet. Um, what do you want to do to the world with your poetry? Like, what's your most aggressive ambition? Like, something that you either want to eradicate, like you just want this to be gone. Actually, let's start with that. What's something that you just want to remove from culture entirely with your poetry? Um, man. I'm writing a book called Healing Souls Turning Pain into Progression. So if I say, if I had to say I wanted to remove anything, it's just all the pain from the world. So I'm just hoping that my book and the words that I wrote in there, that God and the Holy Spirit gave to me, to could heal souls, just like it's called, like healing souls. So that's what I want to do. Very cool, very cool. I love your name, Symbolic Soul. Can you explain it to us for a second? Um, hmm, I can, I guess. Uh, so... It, everything was revolved around souls, right? So when I thought of the book title, it was Healing Souls. And when I looked at who I was as a person and what I wanted to do uh, with my life, and I learned my purpose, I realized that it was I was created to save souls. So that's why I named I have the name Symbolic Soul pretty much. That's so cool. That's that's that's. Super cool. One thing I'm thinking about right now, it just popped into my head, so I, I want to see if I can tie it in. What do you think is going on? You come from New Orleans. That's a city a little bit more um, accustomed to media and stuff like that. And I'm not going to say San Antonio is it, because, I mean, ever, you know, but it's just doing it in a different way. Me and my brother, you know, we're California people, most recently LA. So we have that, you know, LA energy, and that's similar to, you know, maybe New Orleans a little bit, where you go out, you know, you say, oh, you don't, you like, you say, I'm gonna go to a jazz club, I'm gonna go listen to some indie music, I'm gonna go do A, B, and C, whatever your core interests are. You just say that in certain cities. 
Whereas in San Antonio, you don't really ever say that. You're never like, oh, let me go listen to some jazz. No. You don't. Because you, where would you go? You go to one of two. I mean, it's out there, but you don't say it. You don't think it. Why do you think? Um, why do you think that is? And maybe is that a larger thing that's going on in society right now? I feel like this is what, or I'm going to get at. I feel like we're in a weird um, place a little bit, or we can get there in our heads. Not everyone, where they have almost ADD. You know, they can't. It's hard for them to consume a poem. You know, it's hard for them to consume thirty to forty minutes of certain things. I don't know who I'm talking about. People in general, I sometimes feel that we get that. I get that way too. Um, and I actually have an answer for maybe why it's happening. But first, I want to hear why. Why do you think it's happening? Okay. First of all, I don't know if I agree with that. Good, that's um, better. <laughs> I feel like everybody has a story, and sometimes we might not know how to put it together. Yeah. But if you tell your story, it, it can be a form of poetry, you know. So all you have to do is start most of the time, and then you can create poetry. Very cool. Very cool. What would you like to see more in San Antonio to make it even more your home, your place, your number one awesome place? Uh, I think I would like to see more open mics. Which reminds me, I have an open mic. Me and another poet named Sacred Fantasy, we host an open mic on every second and fourth Wednesday at Uptown 78. So the purpose for that is like to bring all artists together and all of us to try to get paid. So that's the purpose of it. And I just like to see more artists coming together and working together. Like a lot of artists, I, I feel like. Because a lot of people that I met, we go to different places and do open mic and I watch people perform. So if I like them or whatever, then I reach out to them and sometimes they be thinking like, um, you know, I'm not real. So I think they have not a, they don't have a lot of real people here in San Antonio. Like they say they're going to do something and they don't really do it. So I just hope that people could just be about your word. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's all I feel like. I definitely feel like that's what it is, and I think that kind of speaks to what I'm saying. I do feel like there's kind of a thing where people, you know, because you have to read a whole book to get to get the end of the story, and I think to get a lot of the impact of the story. And I think sometimes everyone has like a Game of Thrones syndrome, where they're like, <laughs> you know, like and I say that because everyone watched Game of Thrones, and everybody almost was like disappointed. They're like, this, this is lame. You know, and I feel like sometimes people are so afraid that, you know, that's going to happen, that the person, they don't want to invest in this person. Is he going to be a good hometown hero? You know, if I put all my love into Mr. Composition, is he going to turn around in, in two months and decide that, you know, he has something else more important to, to, to follow in the city? And I feel like people sometimes can live like that. And um, But anyway, <laughs> let's speak some life into the situation. Can I get an amen? Amen. Speak some life into the situation. I think when we do stuff like this repetitively, um, and I really think it's super important for people to realize you need to pick something that I do. Um, I pick. I know. I know two or three people who a bulk of my time is spent with them in collaboration. It has to be done. And then I know seven to twelve people who during the week I focus, I think about what their goals are, and I think about how I'm contributing to their goals. And then I think about um, the 50 people, the core group, 
the 50 people that I'm expecting to see and communicate with on a regular basis, you know, in one way, shape, or form. When they put out something, it informs my work. When I put out work, I'm in essence communicating to them. And then if I'm communicating to anyone else in the world, that's fine. That's my tribe, though, the 50. And I think when you do that, you can have faith um, that these artists in that community are going to be um, around a little bit longer. Hey guys, um, if you are listening to this and you want to help us plant 1,000 trees with Gardopia Gardens, go to the podcast page on kinyo.org.